What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to take a look at the best goalkeepers in FPL. This is a series I've already done for forwards, midfielders and defenders. We are concluding by talking about the most exciting position in FPL. If you have been enjoying it, make sure to give it a like and of course hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to get your current draft rated for free, you can check out the My Team Tour or Fantasy Football Hub. Links in the description below. So the three most expensive goalkeepers are all 5.5 million. You've got Edison at Man City, Allison at Liverpool, and then Nick Pope at Newcastle. Now, generally, this is a price point that most people don't like, especially in game week one. The consensus is that for five or even 4.5 million, you can pick up a goalkeeper that will get you almost as many points, if not slightly more. And I do tend to agree that the drop-off in quality from 5.5 to 4.5 is a lot less for goalkeepers than it is for other positions. Like if you look at forwards, for example, example if you went for Morris at Luton for 5.5 he should be pretty much nailed on to play every single game that he's fit for but if you drop down to 4.5 that player is very unlikely to get you many minutes let alone any attack and returns so the drop-off is much bigger so for most people if you're going to try and save money it is in the goalkeeper position if I was going to play devil's advocate I would say that although there's usually a standout 4.5 to go for, it's not always obvious who that is in game week one. You can always pick them up later on a wild card or if you've got a spare transfer. But by spending 5.5, you at least get a goalkeeper who plays for a team that has a solid defence. Man City, Liverpool and Newcastle, all very good defences. That being said... I know how most people like to play the game. They don't tend to like to use transfers on goalkeepers. And by having having that extra money locked up in that position, it might frustrate you down the road when you're trying to move some of your attackers around. So just bear all those things in mind. There are obviously other factors to consider for each of these players individually. Like with Nick Pope, opening fixtures aren't great. Again, goalkeeper you do tend to keep a bit longer term but you do want some points early on and it doesn't look great for Newcastle but also if you really wanted to cover that defense from like game week five onwards you could get Botman who's one million cheaper than Pope defender obviously and then Fabian Cher who's five million as well and also has quite a bit of attacking threat as long as he's still nailed on in game week one he could be an option as well so Nick Pope might be someone we consider later on in the season but I just don't see how we can go for him uh, from the off in game week one Allison's someone I like he always performs obviously Liverpool didn't keep as many clean sheets last year as we have become used to but he does get a fair few save points as well and you can see there 4.4 points per match was the highest last year out of all these goalkeepers and fixture wise they're not that bad either I guess with Liverpool you can potentially pick up one of their defenders for 5 million in Canate but it's not such a big drop as it is between Pope and Botman. And anyone else you want from Liverpool, like Van Dijk, Robertson and Trent, they're all much more expensive. I guess you've also got to consider how many outfield spots you might want from that team. So even if you're building a draft right now without Trent or Salah, what if you want to get them in later on? What if Soboslai or someone like that becomes an option? What if Gakpo gets injured and Darwin Nunez is nailed on? There is a point where you might want three Liverpool players. It's not necessarily right now, but it could happen. So I do like Allison. That's probably the only factor that I would consider. And then with Edison, I had a bad time with him last year. He did underperform. His score wasn't great. I'm actually going to check it here. I think he got... Uh, he's right down the list. I'm going to have to try and find him here. If I go to... Let me just go to Man City. It'll be easier to find him. Uh, he got... 121 points last year but before that it was 155 and 160 which is very similar to what Allison has got the last two seasons so although he was awful last year I would expect him to do much better this season and Man City's opening fixtures are incredible and for Man City it's not always as easy to get a nailed on defender 
And if you do, it's probably going to be Ruben Diaz or Stones, who are the same price anyway. So if I was going to go for one of these goalkeepers, it would still be Edison. I think for Liverpool, there's probably other players I would consider. For Nick Pipe, I just don't like the fixtures, and I would probably just go for Botman and save my money. So if I was going to go for a 5.5, you guessed it, it would still be Edison. But I think even I am probably going to start with someone cheaper this year. Just wanted to quickly say, if you haven't already checked out Fantasy Football Hub, make sure you do. You can use the My Team tool to get your current draft rated. The link for that is in the top of the description. If you want to use the other features of that tool, you can also sign up for one of their memberships. The great thing about that is at the moment, there's up to 50% off. And if you sign up and don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. So there's not really too much to lose. There are terms and conditions that apply for that. I've also linked them in the description below. But as part of that membership package, it's not just the extra features on the My Team tool. You've also got points predictions. You've got Opta stats. You've got fixture analyzers. You've got members articles. You've got Ben Krellin's transfer planner. There's loads of stuff on offer it's well worth checking out so if you want to have a go and sign up for that get your money back if you don't win your mini league link in the description below so before I talk about the £5 million goalkeepers, I should say that at the time of recording, Onana hasn't been officially confirmed by Man United. We all know the deal is going to go through. It's just not official yet. And because of that, FPL haven't given him a price. Now, I think he's going to be £5 million, But if he does come in at 5.5, basically ignore everything I'm about to say and just don't put him in your team. It's not an ideal situation, I know. But for some of these videos, I've got to record them in advance. And this is one of them. So I'm just going to assume that he's £5 million, And if he is, I think think he might be the best pick at that price point it is difficult to talk about goalkeepers in isolation because a lot of the choice will come down to which defenders you want to have in your squad but when I think about the popular formation it's 3-5-2 a lot of people have got Gabriel and Estrepinian because they're only 5 million and if you want to fit Trent in which a lot of you will, then there's not really a space for someone like Luke Shaw, unless you're going to put him on the bench and use him as part of a rotation, but that's quite expensive. So if you want to cover the Man United defence, which should be pretty solid, Onana then becomes a good option. There's lots of talk about him doing really well on the bonus as well because of pass completion. He probably will do better at that than David De Gea did, but I don't think it suddenly propels him to a much higher level than De Gea was. But De Gea always scored pretty good points. So I do like Anana. And also, if you want to cover the Man United defence, it's only really going to be him or Luke Shaw because everyone else doesn't have enough attacking threat or is not nailed on. Like, if Wan-Bissaka was to get injured, Dallow then becomes a good option at 5 million. But if they're not and they're both fit, there could be some rotation there. So for that reason, I quite like Anana if you can't fit Luke Shaw in. I also think Kepa's pretty good. 4.1 points per match last year was decent. He's good for saves as well. Um, I guess if there is going to be improvement under Chelsea, uh, sorry, under Pochettino this year, that might reduce the amount of saves he has to make, but it would also increase the clean sheets. So I think overall, it might even be better for him. The only thing with Chelsea is, at 5.5, you've got two options, Ben Chilwell and Reese James. If massive if they could stay fit they're probably more exciting options than uh, someone like Luke Shaw so again maybe Anana and Chilwell instead of Kepa uh, and Shaw could be an option but also with Chelsea one of their centre-backs at least maybe even both of them are probably going to be 4.5 million so if you really wanted to cover that defence you can do it cheaper than paying for Kepa so like Anana and a Colwell for example would only cost you 9.5 million which is pretty decent with Ramsdale I actually think he's a pretty solid option. 
If you, especially if you wanted to double up on the Arsenal defence, which was very good last year. Most people are going to have at least two attackers, so that would be impossible. But if you're not keen on the Arsenal attackers, you could look to double up on their defence. Obviously, with them, they've only got one defender that costs more than £5 million. That is Ben White. He's not really worth going for. None of the players that are likely to start are 4.5. So you are just paying the same price, like a Gabriel. But again, when you think of combinations, Onana and Gabriel is cheaper than Ramsdale and Luke Shaw. Now, of course, you've got to think about attacking potential. Luke Shaw may be slightly more attacking, but that 0.5 million could be used elsewhere. So that's why when I look at the goalkeepers, I do think is going to suddenly become very popular because it's a good way to save money. You can get into these other defences a little bit cheaper. But obviously, if you're really keen on Luke Shaw, you don't want to double up. Obviously, pick someone else. Just to quickly cover the other... Um, goalkeepers you've got Martinez at Villa not a bad option but again I look at that defense and think if I really want to go for one of their players and I've got room I would just take one of the 4.5 million defenders like Pau Torres instead and if you want to pay the same money you've got Moreno who's very attacking as well so I can't see myself considering Martinez with Raya we still don't know if he's going to be at Brentford next season there was rumors at the start of the transfer window that he might leave they have quietened down a bit now they've also bought Flecken in I think if Raya's first choice he's still a good option I think he he was the top scoring goalkeeper last year but I find it hard to pay five million for a Brentford defender so I don't think I would go there either and then you've only got Spurs options uh, and their defense wasn't fantastic this year uh, last year sorry and if they do improve I think I would want to go for one of their defenders Pedro Porro should be nailed on could be very attacking down that right side and there is a chance that their left back if it's Regulon or Udogi they could be 4.5 million as well so I probably wouldn't go for Spurs one interesting name is Jose Sarr. Now, don't get me wrong, there's no chance I start with him. But in the last two seasons, he has finished on 148 and 146 points. There's also rumours that he's going to leave. And I suspect whoever comes in for him won't be 5 million. So if the Wolves keeper can get kind of 140 points plus over the last two years, they are someone to consider. Obviously, if a new goalkeeper comes in, it doesn't guarantee you the same points. But the defence isn't going to improve or get worse that much. So there is good opportunity there. So if, if Jose Sarr goes, and I don't know how likely that is, and someone comes in that's only 4.5, I would then consider a Wolves goalkeeper, but obviously that would be at a different price point. So for 5.5, I'm going to say Anana or Kepa are probably the best options, but I wouldn't completely rule Ramsdale out. So as I said at the start, one of the reasons not to pay 5.5 million for a goalkeeper is because the drop-off to the 4.5s generally isn't that big. And we do potentially have some really decent options this year that play for good defences. My top three right now are probably Flecken, Steele and Johnston. Although it is worth pointing out, there's a small chance that none of those goalkeepers are first choice for their club this year. It is quite unlikely for that to be the case, but I guess it is possible, right? Flecken's coming to Brentford, but Ray is still there. If they don't transfer him out, he might still be number one. At Brighton, Steele became first choice after coming in for Sanchez last year, but they've also bought a new goalkeeper in Verbruggen. And with Johnston, he got in because Guaita got injured. Now, to be fair, once Guaita was back, Johnston kept his place. But who's to say that Roy Hodgson won't have a change of heart? Like I said, it is unlikely, but just something to be aware of. I think in isolation... Steele is probably my favourite 4.5 million goalkeeper. I think Brighton's a top five defence. I think they're going to be solid again this year. And he was great last season. But again, you've got to think of those combinations. And who's one of the most popular players in the game? Estrepinian. And like I said, I don't think many people are going to want to double up. So if I was looking to cover the Brentford and the Brighton defence, I'd rather have Flecken and Estrepinian. Now, if Ray is first choice, I probably wouldn't pay 5 million for him. But if Flecken is first choice... 
it's quite promising in terms of the points he might get. If we look last year uh, at the, let me just find the 5 million goalkeepers here. Rea got 166 points, 12 clean sheets, obviously plenty of saves as well. Now, it's not a guarantee that if a new goalkeeper comes in, they'll get the same points. But like I said, it is quite encouraging. So Flecken is probably my favourite 4.5, bearing in mind the other defenders that we would want. If you are someone that is looking to have Estepinian and a Henry or a Pinnock or someone like that, and you don't want to double up on Brentford and Brighton, which is fair enough, then Johnson is probably where I would look. Crystal Palace were also a top five defence for expected goals conceded last year. Maybe there'll be some regression this year. I'm not sure whether they'll be able to keep that up. But overall, that should still be a pretty decent defence. So for the 4.5s, this is probably where I'm looking. Right now, Flecken is my top choice, mostly because I really want Estepinian. And I just think I prefer the Brentford defence to Crystal Palace. If we're thinking about other options that you could go for for 4.5, the ones that I see people talk about are Pickford, Leno and Henderson. Now Henderson is still at Man United, but it looks very likely he's going to go to Nottingham Forest. I just don't rate the Nottingham Forest defence enough to go for Henderson. Yes, he might be good for saves. Maybe he's decent enough penalty record. I don't think it's enough to propel him ahead of the options I've talked about. Uh, Leno and Pickford, same thing. They just play for pretty bad defences. The, the thing with goalkeepers, especially 4.5s, is because of the way the scoring works, someone like Pickford, who does play for a pretty poor defence, could pick up a bunch of save points and nick a clean sheet out of the blue. All of a sudden, he's getting like 10, 11, 12 points, and then the score's massive. That's why I was saying at the beginning, there usually is a 4.5 that will do really well at the start, but it's not always obvious who that will be. So I wouldn't completely rule out players like Pickford, Leno, and Henderson, but I would want to back a better defence than that. And the only other one I think is um, Fabianski, who I can't... Oh, yeah, here he is on the list. Fabianski at West Ham. There's a lot of talk about maybe him not being first choice this year. We'll discuss that a little bit more for the four million goalkeepers. But again, I just don't think West Ham's opening fixtures are decent enough. So hopefully... If all three of these players are first choice, they'll be the ones that I'm picking from. And right now, Flecken's probably my first choice. So as it stands, there aren't any £4 million goalkeepers that are likely to get regular minutes for their clubs. But that could change going into game week one. One player that a lot of people have talked about is Ariola at West Ham. Now, to be fair, the only opinion that matters is David Moyes. If he wants Fabianski to be first choice again next year, that's exactly what will happen. But if you ask most West Ham fans, they seem to want Ariola in as number one instead. And Fabianski is 38 now. Now, maybe that doesn't matter quite so much for goalkeepers, but at some point there is going to be a change. You'd imagine Ariola will become first choice. It could be this season. If that does happen, he automatically becomes the best £4 million goalkeeper if you want to have one on your bench. But we could also discuss whether or not he should become first choice in our 11, right? So you could pair him with another £4 million goalkeeper and just play Ariola every single week. It's not like West Ham's an awful defence. That could be something we do to have even more money spread out throughout our team. Some people did that last year with Leicester goalkeepers. Didn't work out that well. But I would back the West Ham defence as better than Leicester was last year. So that's something to think about. But if he does become first choice, at the bare minimum, everyone will have him on the bench. Elsewhere, there is a little bit of talk about Kelleher going somewhere else. I did see him kind of being linked with Wolves. I don't know how true that is. I think he is good enough to go and be first choice somewhere else rather than being a backup um, to Allison. So I'm sure if he was able to go and be first choice, Liverpool would let him go. And he is only four million. And as I said just a minute ago, Jose Sarr did get a lot of points for Wolves over the last two seasons. So if Kelleher was suddenly first choice, again, he would be in most people's teams. And if if we do end up getting like an Areola and Kelleher 
um, option both starting. I can see a lot of people starting with both those keepers in their in their squads. The other team to keep an eye on is Luton. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not a defence that I would really want to back that heavily. But you can't really quibble too much when the goalkeeper only costs £4 million. They do seem to be in the market for one or two goalkeepers. One player that's been linked to them is Tom Heaton, who's currently at Man United. Now, I'd be surprised if he would move just to be second or third choice at a different club. But maybe that could happen. But if he does go, I guess there is a chance he would then become first choice. And then we'd possibly have another 4 million playing goalkeeper. I think generally, whoever goes to Luton, if they're not already in FPL, they'll probably get priced at 4.5. But if they're in FPL and they're a kind of second or third choice at another club, they're probably 4 million. And then all of a sudden we got options. So right now, there's basically no 4 million pound goalkeepers, but there is a chance we get some. And suddenly that opens up more funds to spend elsewhere. So let me know who your goalkeeper is right now in the comments below. If you have enjoyed the video, give it a like, hit that subscribe button and make sure to check out Fantasy Football Hub. All the links are in the description below. Sports Social Podcast Network.